Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana, and Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with The Authentic Dentist. And today we're talking about a topic that, I don't know, it's kind of kind of heavy. It's not, um, it's not the bright side of dentistry. It's something that happens a little all too often and it's probably all too common. Uh, and it has to do with public shaming and it came up to, uh, it came up just because of something that happened this week. So Allison, why don't you share what, what did you find out this week? So I had a friend who um, got a one-star Yelp review and this happens to all of us. But in this case, um, he contacted me and told me that he didn't do anything wrong and he was really upset and that the one-star Yelp reviews just kept coming. And now there was a hundred of them from all over the country, which clearly he didn't see patients from all over the country, just the one patient that gave the one-star review. And so I felt like this was a public shaming of a doctor and he is unable to respond because of HIPAA, and he was devastated. I was worried he was going to hurt himself or close his practice and move. He was a young doc. I think it's a big problem and that we need to explore some of it. Well, so it's, in, it's interesting to me because I, you know, I'm familiar with Yelp, but I, I guess I didn't really think of it in the um, medical um, or dental space where, like you're saying, HIPAA prevents you from being able to in, in essence, clear the record. Oh, yeah, you, you can't clear the record. There's there's no doing that. In in the case of Yelp or Google in a restaurant, if you post something like, there was a mouse in my food, the restaurant can say, no, there wasn't. I was standing right there. <laughs> you were lying. You know, the, the restaurant owner can respond to something that's not true or even respond to, I'm so sorry you had this bad experience. I remember. Why don't you come back in and we'll give you a free dinner? Well, and see, I see that because I'm going through Yelp for restaurants and, and I'll see someone and, and it, you know, a really bad review. And then right away, the owner's like, I'm really sorry that was your experience. You know, we've talked with that waiter. Um, we'll do anything to earn back your, like, you know, they, they say something, they acknowledge it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, maybe, maybe, you know, I, I can kind of dismiss that review because this owner like handled it square on. So you can't do that in dentistry. no. You're absolutely not allowed to respond at all. You're not allowed to say that this person was even a patient. But they're already saying they're a patient, so that's what's so weird to me. Nope. You are not allowed to acknowledge that they're a patient, and you're not allowed to respond to whatever they said was wrong in any manner except, I'm so sorry, please call the office. You know, you can't respond in a way that acknowledges them in any way that they're a person. Yeah. And the problem that we have is supposedly Yelp and Google 
will remove reviews that are not from patients if you contact them, but that's not true. They don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't see what, like, you know, most of what a company does is what is linked to them making money, and they don't make money. Like, you know, th they don't make money on having to hire people to make sure that there's, like, that every review is true. Or I, I don't know, like, it's a side that they might need to say in their policies, oh, we do this, but they're not going to spend a lot of attention with manpower really ensuring that that's true because that's just it's too costly for them it's too costly for them yeah and the rate at which it probably actually happens and the abuse they realize oh man like we we don't actually have control over this but hipaa it's the, that's the thing that just i think really confuses it and complicates it i don't understand how i can raise my hand as a patient now is it because it's kind of anonymous like is it is, so if i'm on yelp i have a personal profile though don't I? You do. So it identifies me. So I'm saying, hey, I had a bad experience at your practice. So I'm saying I went there, but you can't say, yes, you went there, but that's not what happened. So we had a dentist, maybe it was last year, I can't remember, who did respond with, no, actually, you just didn't want to pay your bill, and this is what happened, and you're a jerk. And I think he was fined $10,000 by um, CMS, I don't know, whoever... OCR, whoever's the guy that over oversees HIPAA, he was fined. You're not allowed to say that. And you have to pay that fine, I'm guessing? Well, yeah, you have to pay the fine. <laughs> you want to keep working? <laughs> well, I, this is just crazy. So here you are. You're a dentist, and someone exaggerates a bad experience. Oh, not just exaggerates. Like, I have a friend who's a dermatologist and somebody posted that his heart surgery went poorly and he was furious with him. The guy's a dermatologist. He obviously did not do heart surgery on this patient and yet he can't get it removed. So how bizarre is that? I mean, something strange like that happened with um, my dad and this is kind of slightly related. He got dropped from his insurance at, or something happened and he went back to try to like, hey, how come you guys dropped me? And they're like, Oh, it's because of that, you know, heart surgery that you had, <laughs> that open heart surgery. And he's like, I, I've never had open heart surgery. Like they somehow either the code got put in wrong. And because of that, he got like flagged as like, a, oh, don't, don't. Yeah. like, And that's the thing. He's cracking up like, I don't like I've never had heart surgery. I've never had open heart surgery. How could you? And then because of that, they, they wouldn't insure him. Interesting. So so it's just. Well. So that's the HIPAA issue that you're dealing with, though. Um, if somebody breaks into our software as a dentist and takes the numbers that patients have, the dental insurance number, they can use it sometimes for medical. And it gets sold on the dark web, and people will have a heart surgery under your dad's name with his medical card, and your dad will be billed for it and flagged for it. That's, that is the HIPAA concern. And dentists are actually targeted by the dark web, because our security isn't as good as, as a hospital. It's a problem. So that's why we have HIPAA in the first place. So the crazy thing here is, if I'm a dentist and I'm aware of this, I, I don't know. I just, I, it almost just feels like the power has shifted way too far in the hands of the patient. Because I'm going to be a little hesitant and kind of scared. With I, I don't know. It's like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. So the other day, I was in a um, 
a sales meeting where uh, a consultant had just recommended a practice to me saying, hey, um, this is a practice that I'm uh, thinking is a great fit for what you guys do. And uh, let me introduce you. And yeah, you can take it from there. And normally, you know, as the founder of the company, I'm not on these calls. You know, I have, I have a team that can handle that. But because uh, it was a consultant that I, I wanted to have a good relationship with, I was like, you know what, I, I want to make sure that her client gets the best experience. So I'm on the call and I'm thinking, hey, it's every now and then it's just really good to know frontline what it is that a prospect is thinking. And uh, I go through this meeting, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. And then a week later, I get an email and it says, hey, um, yeah, so I met with my client and they were very disappointed in how you treated them. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm on vacation with my family in Mexico, and I'm looking at this email like, wait, what? And I keep reading, and it's like, yeah, you just like demean them, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it listed a few things, but then it was like, maybe there's a misunderstanding. Uh, I'd like for you to clear up what happened. Because, you know, any consultant that's going to say, hey, here's my client, and this is the first time. It's like their reputation is on the line, so they're not going to refer anyone else to me. If all of a sudden it's like, man, are you just a jerk and you just don't treat people well? So I'm like, what is going on? Well, luckily, I recorded the entire Zoom meeting because I wanted my team to be able to take notes and to do proper follow-up. And instead of me having to relay it, it's like, oh, just check out the meeting and take some notes. So I'm like, what is going on? So I send the recording to my team member. and said, can you please review this and see what happened? And then I sent it to that consultant. And she's like, all right, well, I'm busy right now, but I'll check it out. And she ended up checking out and being like, I don't know what I don't understand. Like, it doesn't seem like you did anything wrong. And the point of the story is it was such like a misunderstanding where like the phone call ended like, hi, I was excited. They seemed excited. Everything about it seemed like it was a win. And then a week later, from their perspective, I mistreated them. And I'm like, what? Like, so imagine that was a patient. I would have just got a one-star review and there's nothing I would have been able to do. And the reality is, thankfully, this consultant was nice enough, A, to give me the benefit of the doubt, B, to spend time kind of to investigate it. And sure enough, they're like, wow, like you looked down one time. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't look down. Like it was, it, it turned into something like kind of comical where they're like, man, I don't understand it, but it just must have been a misunderstanding. Now that misunderstanding didn't cause me anything other than I'm probably not going to be a good fit for this practice because of that misunderstanding. But that's where it stopped. There, it, it wasn't a Yelp review. It wasn't a Google review. I wasn't able to be publicly shamed because of some and misunderstanding. That's what we're talking about. It's a public shaming. And do you all remember who Monica Lewinsky is? Well, she did a TED Talk on public shaming. And I just found it so, so much like our Yelp reviews and our Google reviews where this just is goes on in perpetuity. I have a negative review from four or five years ago, that Yelp will never take down, I'm sure. Because <laughs> they don't like me, I won't pay them. But yeah, it just lives on. And the problem is that in truth, I have evidence that it's not true what, the, what she said. I have radiographic and pictures, evidence. But I can't post that. I can't respond. And so consequently, I've been public shamed and I'm unable to respond to this, this review. It's frustrating. You know, but... Like there's a vast difference. Like that. That's why the, my story about this situation with the consultant and the client, like, it's just like 
scary to think I I do my best to treat everybody like as positive, uh, generous, leave them inspired. And yet even me doing that, it was like completely misunderstood. And not even in the moment. Like it wasn't like I even had a chance to, I didn't see that they were upset. I Well, yeah. And I think we see a thousand patients a year. I mean, and uh, there's going to be a bad day. I mean, it's just life. There's going to be a bad day when you say something that a patient misunderstands or maybe you say something you shouldn't have said. I mean, we are human. It does happen. And for that to be broadcasted and publicly shamed doesn't really show that you're you're a human being. There's a lot of aspects to you. On that particular day, you didn't you weren't your best, but then the next day, you were fabulous and you restored this entire mouth and did a beautiful job and nobody ever knows that. I mean, it's it's the same thing. People don't know who you are by one Yelp review. And yet Gosh, it just destroys you. I mean, the the shame, the you know, being called out for one mistake that you made is just devastating. But the crazy thing is, like, the gap between me and this individual, as far as what we understand about business, is not very big. The gap between what a patient knows about you doing good dentistry—Are you kidding me? They know nothing. They they don't. So now, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I experienced a misunderstanding with someone where we were practically on the same page, and there's not a lot of room for misunderstanding. And yet, if that consultant hadn't told me, I never would have known why I wouldn't have heard back from this client. Like, had no idea. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, you're a dentist. You're doing great dentistry. Maybe it's someone on your team that's having a bad day. Maybe it's someone on your team that just kind of rolls their eyes, you know, before they go up, get up because they're frustrated about something else. And the patient's like, oh, my God, they just rolled their eyes at me. It's like, well, no, they were just upset at the software. Like, there's so many little areas of of misunderstanding that can happen and the misunderstanding is not a big deal except that if they post a review you can't do anything to set the record straight and we can't review them i mean sometimes patients have acted very badly and there's no there's nothing that we can do about that you know we just do our best so what do you think do you think the power has shifted too far in the hands of the patient because of you know yelp and because of google reviews well, I do think that we need to do something legislatively. Um, there hasn't been any restrictions on Yelp or Google legislatively. Now, for my friend who was devastated and might quit practicing because of this one terrible Yelp review that turned into 100, there is some retribution. Um, if there is some way that he can find out who they are, and usually you can, that is, and they were never a patient, you can sue these people for like 20 grand a pop. So you know, 100 views, 20 grand a pop, that'll add up. And there's, they have no defense. I mean, patients don't seem to understand this. People who are not patients don't seem to understand it. If you post a negative review on somebody that you don't know, never visited their establishment, you are liable for slander. You are. It's presumed. Now, was this common knowledge to you? No, it wasn't. I'm married to an attorney. That helps. And, and that's, I think, the fascinating thing, Allison, is that this friend of yours, he had every reason to be discouraged, devastated, devastated, thinking I might have to move now, at least legally, like, you know, it's a frustrating, oh, well, unfortunately you can't set the record straight. We're talking about what he can't do, but now all of a sudden finding out what he can do, that, that is empowering to say the least. So if you're out there right now and you have a situation like this where it got crazy and now all of a sudden other individuals that didn't even go to your practice are throwing allegations or, or I guess, posting reviews, 
to know that you have legal, you have recourse. Now the ADA has said very clearly, you should not sue your own patients. Don't do that. The one person that came in that had the misunderstanding, you really shouldn't do anything to that person. But all the people who have never visited your establishment, who've posted negative reviews, you can go after them and you should. So as a dentist that has a negative review, there's really nothing you can do. You can call the patient and and talk to them privately. Kind of like a hey, um, I don't know, just to try to to make it to make it right or to appeal to them because they can edit their review or they can remove. They it. can edit their review or remove it, and you certainly could call and say, hey, you know, I understand there was a misunderstanding. How how can I make this better? And you probably should. In my case, I did do that, and the person didn't respond. So it is what it is. But yeah, the fact that public shaming like this exists at all is sad, but come on. It's like dentistry. I just feel like it's so tough anyway. You add this on to, to a dentist that might already be struggling because they're just trying to figure things out. They still are worried about their school debt. <laughs> like they're not living the dream yet and they're doing their best to give the best dentistry. And then all of a sudden this happens. I'm just saying like, <laughs> talk about, a chance of like a, a fragile ego all of a sudden getting hit with this. It just, I don't know. I, I just feel bad. And Dennis, we're a special breed. You know, we, we are very meticulous people and we've been beat up in dental school. I mean, the people that teach us are cruel, <laughs> not so much today, but certainly back when I was in school. So we are very sensitive to being criticized this is really hard on people to get this one one star review. And it doesn't matter, interestingly, if there are a hundred five star reviews, that one star review will haunt you because of our training, because of what we've been through. And somehow we have to let it go. And we also have to have some empathy, not just for ourselves, but for other dentists that go through this. I mean, that you know that that public shaming is probably not true. There's more to this dentist than just a one star review. And I think I think that's um, really profound what you're saying, like the antidote to this cultural form of public shaming is, is empathy. It's realizing like, Hey, we're, we're all humans here. Like, un unless it's that rare story that gets uncovered where it's like, Oh man, there's just a really shady practice of any kind that's somehow really exploiting people or that restaurant that literally is spitting in every single food. Cause they're I don't know, just bad. And you're like, oh, wow, they really deserve those one-star reviews. Most of the time, it's people giving their best effort, and there's just some sort of, yeah, like people are people. Like they're not perfect all the time. And um, and we do have a dental board that regulates our license, and they should be the ones that would deal with malpractice. So if, if somebody's truly doing malpractice and you see it over and over again, you do have an ethical obligation to contact the board and let them, that's all you have to do, just let them handle it. It may not be true, but if you're seeing something egregious, if you're seeing one or two crowns that don't fit, I mean, life happens. Call the dentist, have it fixed. But yeah, I, I do think that that public shaming piece is, is empathy. It's recognizing that we have other means, other ways to deal with dentists that are not doing a good job, the dental board, and just being kind to yourself when this happens. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. Mm -hmm.